Welcome to episode number 25 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and in this episode of the Raw Food Podcast, we're going to be talking all about the new year and the new you. We're going to be discussing the love-hate relationship we all have with New Year's resolutions. I'm going to talk also about three really specific tips of how you can start to transform your life today, and if that is at the new year, that's awesome. And if it's not at the new year, there's three things you can do at any time to start to really make lasting change in your life. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff I've got going on at therawtarian.com, including my upcoming book, which is exciting, and a, a challenge as well, a raw food challenge. So thank you so much for joining me and stay tuned and I'll be back with you shortly. It's almost the end of 2013 and I don't know about you, but actually this year I'm really feeling excited about the the turn of the new year. And I definitely am not one to make big New Year's resolutions. I feel like it's just a really awesome time to just reflect and plan and think about what you want in your life, which is something that's really important to me. Uh, just self-awareness and and paying attention to becoming the type of person that we want to be. But when I think about New Year's resolutions, I definitely know, especially being involved in the raw food space, that I've got a lot of new people who are active on my Instagram and my Facebook page and are saying they're really excited about this new change they're going to do. And then I might not hear from them in a while you know there's a a big burst of enthusiasm at a certain time of year and then it drops off again and it's very it's a very consistent pattern and it's totally unfortunate and the people that I know in my life who are really you know healthy with their the way they eat their relationship with food they're doing what they want New Year's isn't a big deal Um, you know it's the time of year where they might think about what they want but they're already being the kind of person that they want to be but that is easier said than done. And so um, I think today what I really wanted to, to talk about first was just about the love-hate relationship with the, that we do have with these uh, New Year's resolutions. And actually, I'm going to call it a hate-love relationship because I think we all know that they... I'm going to start with the hatred. The hatred part, it's a strong word, but it's definitely something that is sort of shown, not sort of shown, it has been shown that New Year's resolutions, you know, they don't stick, they're not kept. I was just chatting with a friend the other day about about this, and um, she's a huge yoga buff, which I am not. I wish I was, but I am not. And that should be my New Year's resolution, to master the downward dog, because my downward dog, I gotta tell you, it is not looking pretty. But what she was telling me is that even in her yoga practice, she goes to a small studio and in the beginning of January, it's bursting and there's a huge class and everyone's, you know, uh, fighting for space for their mat. And then already by the end of January, it's back to, you know, her tiny core people who are there every year, you know, every week or twice a week. And it's it's a common pattern. And essentially, we all want to do better. We all want to improve and change, but it's hard. It's hard to make the time. And it's definitely a huge spike of motivation, and then it just drops down. So that's the sad part of New Year's resolutions. Um, but I think the love part of it is that we all want to do better. And that's 
if you are going to make change, it's a perfect time to make a change at the turn of the year. But what you want to do is don't go crazy. Don't say even if it's yoga, you know, we're going to, I'm going to go to yoga five days a week and I'm going to just become a yoga master. What we want to do is set things in place that are going to allow us to do what we want to do. Make it a habit, make it part of our life, make it part of who we are, who we want to be. And you need to make those changes and even those resolutions in a realistic way and in a way that's going to mean that over time you are going to actually see lasting change. And I thought, I know that sounds very out there and well, yes, of course we all want lasting change, but how, how do you go about doing this? You've heard me talk a lot about perfectionism and I know we all want to be perfect. We all want to set the bar really high. And, and there's those awesome motivational quotes that say things like, you know, if you want to reach the stars, you have to aim even higher for the stars. So if you fall short, you're still going to be up in the sky, you know, and, and dreaming big is awesome. But so many of us and me included, although I'm not a perfectionist type, we all want to do it right and want to do it in a big way. So if we bring it back down to raw food, I'll talk to a lot of people who might tell me that they eat terribly and they don't even like any kind of fruits and vegetables, but they're going to, let's say on January 1st, go raw and just give up everything they've ever known and just do it all because they want to do it perfectly. They want to have that, the big change and they want to get all the benefits right away. And that's an admirable thing to want to do. But when you kind of make it seem like such a huge transformation, you have to give up everything you've ever known. You have to learn all these new skills, eat all these things that you don't like, you don't know how to make. It becomes a huge, scary, elephant-in-the-room beast that's like, oh yeah, I want to do all those things, that huge life change, but that's huge, and maybe I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> and this comes back, and you've heard me in previous podcasts talk a lot about changing habits and, you know, um, trying to make, set yourself up with tiny successes. So I, I often will tell people like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do it all. Let's choose the tiniest thing that you can do right now. Even if we're like on the phone, it's like you, everyone's got a portable phone. Let's just go to the fridge and pick one thing that's there right now. You don't have to go to the grocery store. I'm sure there's one living thing in your house. Please tell me there's one thing. Get a grape, get a piece of spinach, whatever, a strawberry, a cherry, something and start right now and don't build it up to be such a huge transformation. And so I'm already really digging into the meat of the material that I wanted to talk about because it's it's something I'm so passionate about. But really, if I break it down, there's three really specific things I'm going to be wanting to share with you and to encourage you to do. And that's kind of in response, really, that that whole story about that perfectionism and that huge goal that really leads us into these three tips that I wanted to share with you. And these are tips we can do we should really strive to do all the time and it does really has nothing to do with new years because new years is like a crash and burn time of year we want to want to make lasting change so the first one is i'll just summarize it by saying say yes not no that's the first one say yes not no and what that means is 
I recently recorded a video about this. It's in short, say yes to the healthy things or the good things that you want and bring more yes into your life. So if you love fresh strawberries and that's healthy and you hate Brussels sprouts, well, don't force yourself to eat Brussels sprouts. Just buy a lot of strawberries. So start with saying yes and don't worry about no. Don't worry about saying no, I'm not allowed to eat that. No, I can't do that. Focus on the yes. So that's the first one. We're going to dive into each of these in greater detail. But number one is say yes, not no. Number two is all about your habits. It doesn't matter what your New Year's resolution is. It doesn't matter what you want to do, what you want to be. Our life, who we are, how much we weigh, how much sleep we get, you know, Uh, the things we learn, the people we hang out with, it is all about your habits. The things that groove you fall into. When everything else gets crazy, maybe your habit is, I don't have time to eat, I'm going to, you know, swing into McDonald's for lunch. It's not really something maybe you want to do. It's just, it's a habit. And so what we need to think about changing is our habits. Those things we do every day when you get stressed, when you get busy, you're always going to slide back, you know, everybody slides back to their habits. So that's number two, that's huge. And I'm going to dive into that as well, which is what you want to do is change your habits, because our habits are essentially who we are. And number three is, is a bigger concept, concept rather, and it's really what I call retraining your taste buds. And you've heard me say that phrase a lot as well. And what that essentially means is, even I, I mean, you know my story. I did not like the taste of fresh fruits fruits and vegetables. And what I did was, um, uh, you know, basically did work and towards retraining my taste buds. So what that meant for me, and I'll go into that in greater detail as well, was just that I, I did end up saying no, which goes against my rules, but we'll talk about all of this later. And I said, you know, I need to get rid of some of these things that I feel addicted to. And for me, I did have to go cold turkey off of them. But that really was something that uh, allowed me to become the kind of person and create the habits that I wanted to create. So those are those three pieces. It's going to be a bit of a longer episode than normal, but I feel like it's such an important time of year. And I really feel passionate about these three messages. I think it's interesting because as I proceed with my you know, being a raw food coach. And there's two spheres to me. And I find I'm really interested in, I don't know what we would call it, self-development or because we all know that food, we all know we should eat more fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. That's easy, right? If it, But if it was so easy, why isn't everybody just doing the right thing? But it's just so complicated. And it's all to do with, you know, the way we were raised and our habits and all these complex things that affect who we are and what we do and what we eat. So for me, there's these two areas. I love raw food. I love creating new recipes and all of that. But I I feel for me, I'm also extremely interested in the intellectual um, side of of really how to become the kind of person that you want to become and how to really become the kind of eater that you want to eat. And, you know, I just really dig this stuff. I think it's fascinating. So again, those three things, say yes, not no. Habits is number two. And number three is retraining your taste buds. 
So let's really dig into this first concept of say yes, not no. And for me, I definitely advocate this when you're extremely new to healthy eating or to wanting to change the way you're eating. So essentially, um, I'm very focused on when someone is completely new, especially people that I know in in, you know, in person that find out of what I do and they're like, whoa, raw food, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, they'll, they get kind of freaked out at the beginning. And it's definitely something that I'll encourage them to do. And I encourage you to do as well, especially if you're new to all of this and really trying to make um, some serious changes to go from like uh, a diet that you, you're not enthused about to something, something bigger. And essentially what that is, as I alluded to in the intro, what you want to do is find those foods that could be just fresh, basic foods like, I don't know, carrots and strawberries, or it could be recipes that are easy to make, such as my raw brownies, which you've heard me talk about a lot. But what you need to do is identify these things, and sometimes it's trial and error, and a lot of times it's just opening up your mind to thinking, well, okay, I usually can only afford 50 packs of Mr. Noodles or ramen noodles because I'm on a really low budget. Because a lot of us will discount a lot of the produce aisle simply because of price. I know that for me, even before I went raw, when I was a, a massive junk food vegan, I didn't buy a lot of the fresh fruits and vegetables that I actually loved, like grapes or blueberries, just because of that cost factor. But I think if you can start to wrap your head around the saying yes, allow yourself to say yes to the either the base ingredients like fruit, for example, cherries or pineapple or whatever, or, you know, veggies, snap peas, sugar peas, whatever is appealing to you, just to allow yourself to eat a lot of those healthy things. And usually this whole concept will really begin at the grocery store. Because I know no matter who you are, there'll be something that is exciting to you that is quote unquote healthy. So I think to allow yourself to, first of all, buy a lot of that and keep a lot of that possibly more expensive, healthy food that you love. And frequently that might be sweets, it might be desserts, might be snack food, whatever it is. If you're going to allow yourself to bring that in it's going to be um give you massive payback and massive rewards because then when you go to look for something in the fridge or when you're hungry you can think that there's actually something that's in there that you like that is healthy and so by that same token too when i'm i'm helping people who are really new to it and who are want to just dabble in it maybe because they're interested and they don't necessarily want to go completely raw but maybe it's even friends of mine who want to learn more about raw food. Start with desserts. We could talk all day about raw desserts and you know it's a passion of mine, but we've got, you know, I, coming up um, at therawtarian.com, I'm going to be publishing soon a chocolate cherry raw cheesecake. Um, you know, my brownies, we have lemon bars, chocolate pudding, so many delicious recipes that are tasty. So I think as as your first experimentation into raw or into trying to introduce your kids, your family, anything like that, start with the yes stuff. And let's not fixate so much on the no. And how that expands a little bit to your everyday life is essentially 
let's pretend, let's go with the hypothetical example. You love cherries, you love blueberries, you love peas. And everything else you eat is total crap. Doritos, pizza, whatever. But if you're eating a lot of those things as your snacks or whatever, and maybe you'll get into the group of eating, I forget what I said, cherries, uh, blueberries, and peas. Then maybe tomorrow you'll think, oh yeah, I love, I like eating these three things. And maybe the next time at the grocery store tomorrow, maybe I'll also add, uh, you know, pineapple. I, I really like pineapple. I saw some the other day and it, it seemed appealing to me. So then maybe you will add pineapple to your list of things like, oh yeah, that's healthy, but I actually like it. And over time, and then, so you'll incorporate this. You might still eat all your other crap, but you've snuck in some tasty things in there too. And then if you can slowly over time start to sneak in more of these yes items, we can only eat so much in a day. If you've got, let's say, then you've, you've got those three fruits and one veggie that you like, and now you've learned how to make my raw brownies, for example, and you've made a huge batch of those, like doubled or tripled the batch, and they're in the fridge, and that's your chocolate snack. Well, now you've got five yeses in your life. And maybe if you have that brownie, healthy brownie in your fridge, and it's after dinner and you want some sweets, and you've got a nice healthy brownie in the fridge and a big bag of, I don't know, greased up, standard American diet uh, peanut butter cookies, you might be like, oh, I feel like dessert, but you know, I like these brownies. Maybe I'll just choose the healthy brownies instead of the greased up peanut butter cookies. And that's how it begins. And then you just continue to add more things that, that you like. And then it just, the food that you like takes up more of your caloric intake, for example. Like you'll just be eating more food because you're actually discovering more healthy foods that you enjoy because when we fixate on no like you look in the fridge and you think oh no I can't eat that I can't eat that I can't eat that nope 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 it's 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 not fun it's not going to be something that you're excited about it's really focusing on the negative so what you really want to do is flip it on its head and think about all the yes items that you're allowed to eat because you love them <laughs> So that is that first concept of say yes, not no. And if you want to hear a little bit more about that, I've also recently uh, on my YouTube channel at therawtarian.com. Oh, at youtube.com slash therawtarian. I've got a, an, a video where I talk specifically about that as well. It's quite short, but you can see me talking about it and waving my arms around like I am doing now, but you can see it visually. So that's that concept of say yes, not no. And again, it's really not a New Year's thing. It's like, can we please try to do a tiny bit of that every day? Just whatever the thing is that you like that's healthy, just let yourself have more of it. And if you have to add that to your budget, do it. Because you're really investing in trying to create healthy, wait for it, habits, which is our number two topic, creating healthy habits. Really, when I went raw, I, oh my God, four years ago, I don't even know, around four years ago, for me, the reason that I went raw was because I felt terrible. It was in the middle of the summer and I just had a, a, a an amazing house guest stay with us and we just took her out all over the place and I had fish and chips. I think I had fish and chips, yes, because I still ate fish back then. And like, I just felt so awful and I knew that if I kept living the way I was living, I was getting 
bigger and bigger, felt worse and worse. And I just knew that I was like, I don't want my life to be like this. It had been going down a certain track of eating worse and worse, feeling worse and worse, looking worse and worse. And I knew I needed to do something major. And for me, my goal, which could be your goal too, I knew that I needed to not just go on a crazy diet, that I needed to change what I did every single day and the things that I got into the groove of, I knew that I couldn't be in a groove of like eating Lucky Charms and homo milk and like McDonald's smoothies or or whatever, you know, for, I just knew that I could not go on like that because if I did, it was just going to get worse. So intellectually, I knew that over time I needed to change my habits and What I want to express to you right now is that what you need to do, because everybody's different, everybody has a different um, place that they're at, different life experiences in terms of what they're used to eating, what they eat every day. But what we need, everybody needs, is to start getting used to and getting in the habit of eating the things that you want to eat. And essentially, this definitely comes back to that previous point of say yes, not no. Because what you want to do with your habits is make it so that you don't have to think so much about it. It just becomes what you do. And I don't know how much detail I want to go into that because I do want to keep this not too, too long. But really, um, we want to just create these healthy habits. And I've given this example as well, because it can kind of come back to perfectionism. When you think about habits, it's very out there. It's hard to think about it in a tangible way in an everyday, like, okay, yes, I want to create a healthy habit, but how do I do that? And that can also be something that's easy to procrastinate out onto next day or, oh, next New Year's resolutions, I'll create healthy habits. But what we want to do with these is um, essentially start so tiny. If we want to create a healthy habit of, let's say, having a healthy breakfast, because that would be a great way to start the day. And definitely breakfast is something that you slide into your habits really, really fast because mornings are crazy and you're in a rush and you don't really want to have to think about anything. You just need to grab something and go. But a nice way to start a healthy, tiny habit is maybe that the only habit you're trying to do is, let's say, have one bite. I know this sounds crazy, but or one grape or one berry or something as part of your breakfast. So if you're going to eat a huge bowl of Lucky Charms and you're trying to change your habit, maybe the habit that you can try to do is put one blueberry on your lucky charms because this is a habit that would be hard to say no matter how busy your morning was that you were too busy to eat one blueberry or even if there was no blueberry you could get one raisin from your pantry and stick it on so what we're really doing here is if your habit that you're trying to create is have a green smoothie every morning that's an awesome goal but maybe If you're finding like, oh God, I slept in or I have a crazy day. I don't have time to do the green smoothie today. You can still hold on to part of that habit by having 
one bite of an apple or whatever the tiny thing is that's so tiny that is actually doable for you in your house. Maybe you always keep frozen berries. I know a lot of people who buy blueberries when they're in season and keep them in their chest freezer and they have them all year round all the time. So maybe if you could just make a habit of eating one blueberry for that breakfast, if you can't do your whole goal, just keep it so you're still doing that habit. And one other thing about creating habits, one of the best tips you can do when trying to create a new habit is to link it to an existing habit that already exists. And I think that that my breakfast example that I just gave there is really a good idea. Even like, let's contrast, compare and contrast two different concepts. So if you are going to try to eat one blueberry every day and that's your whole, or even take a vitamin, for example, I'm not huge on supplements, but using this as an example. So I think it's easier to understand with the vitamin example. If you're trying to teach yourself to take your vitamin every day, don't make a goal of like, I need to take my vitamin every day because that's a little vague and it isn't linked to anything and it's going to be totally hard to make that a habit. But if you can link it to something else that you're already in the habit of doing, such as brushing your teeth before you go to bed, that's probably something that you do. You don't have to remind yourself. You don't have to put it on your New Year's resolution. It's just something that you do. It's a habit. And it's hopefully anyway, really ingrained in your daily life. So if you're trying to add another habit, it's extremely It's going to make it way easier and more likely to succeed if you can tie it into another habit. So in this case, if we're eating, trying to take our vitamin, it's probably good to try to say, okay, well, right after I brush my teeth in the evening, I'm going to take that vitamin. Because the act of brushing your teeth in that example is going to trigger your thought about how you need to take that vitamin. So what you're really doing is setting up a trigger for... um, your new habit that you're trying to create and this also goes to exercise as well like if you're trying to exercise you should link it up to something else that you do like on your lunch hour you do it or or whatever else so that's kind of going out there it's taking it a little bit away from food but essentially that's a little bit about the actual creation of habits but really I think it's nice to make the habit two parts of it. So make the habit really small. So the eat one blueberry kind of idea. And then also to link it up to another um, example or sorry, another existing habit. And let me, my habit, one of the things I'm trying to do is drink a lot more water. And I am drinking some now. So I'm doing very well. And the thing that I've linked it to actually for water is when I'm at my computer, which is a lot. I just am always trying to drink water while I'm on there, but I don't think about drinking water really at any other times of the day. So the third concept that I wanted to introduce you to was that idea of retraining your taste buds. And it's a little bit of an opposite concept to the first one, especially the say yes, not no. And I think for me, Whether you're going to do one or the other um, really depends on your personality type. So for me, I'm an extremely black or white person. I really enjoy rules. I enjoy rigidity. I I enjoy structure. 
Um, this is just some things I know about myself and my personality. And so for me, I knew that if I was going to make a big lasting life change, that I was probably going to respond better to more of like an extremely militant approach to eating. And that's definitely what has worked for me because like I mentioned in the previous item about habits, I, I was going down a bad path of eating, just gaining weight every year, not enjoying the taste of healthy food. I would look at a menu at a restaurant and think, oh, I wish I wanted to order that falafel salad. But no, I think I'll order this vegetarian double cheese pizza instead. Like I knew what I wanted to gravitate towards to on, the, on a menu. But when the waiter came over and I would order, I would hear myself blurting out like, could I get that double cheese vegetarian pizza and an extra large Coke? Thank you. So I knew what I wanted to do and what I wanted to like. And I'd even seen this in my own life. My mother was always quite a healthy eater. And she would be like at a restaurant and not she's, you know, wasn't trying to watch her weight or anything. She'd just be like, oh, this falafel salad looks so delicious. Could I get an extra large falafel salad? And then I'd be, you know, getting the cheesy vegetarian pizza. And I was always so confused by her. Because I was like, how, why? I would love to want to eat that. Because she would get so excited and she'd be like, this is so delicious. And I'd be like, you are crazy, mom. I'm jealous. I wish that I found these things appealing. And so for me, I really wanted to be the kind of person that thought, you know, hummus or Brussels sprouts or even just carrots or apples were delicious because the way my taste buds had gone, and I guess, I mean, obviously I take responsibility for this, the way I had become a woman and grown up and made my own choices was that I, I became someone who loved junk food and loved the fattiest, grossest thing on the menu. But I really knew I wanted to to make that change. And so for me, in order to do what I call retraining my taste buds, what worked for me was not a gradual transition, but also I was able to do, um, to completely dedicate a lot of time to it as well. I was in a good position uh, where we just moved and I wasn't working full time and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this little pocket of time, this one month, and I'm going to completely change the way I eat. And I'm not going to do it forever, but I'm going to, you know, see how it goes. And and I, I certainly won't go into my whole story. I've done that in previous podcasts quite recently, actually, possibly in episode 24, How Raw Food Changed My Life is the title of that episode, I think. And, but essentially, yes, I did a 30-day raw food challenge it was hell. You've heard me talk about it. I won't go into details. At the, be- the first, you know, couple weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, give me my Doritos, give me my cheeseless pizzas or cheesy pizzas. And, but by the end of the 30 days, I would sound more and more like my mother because I didn't have a lot of other things that I was eating. I would just be like, oh man, I'm hungry. I wish I could have a falafel salad. That sounds really tasty to me because I had really gotten in to such a sphere of where I was only eating, you know, raw food. So by the end of the 30 days, the thought of like a cooked falafel salad was like made me salivate. <laughs> so um, 
that's the overall concept of retraining your taste buds. So I know I'm kind of being really rambly in this whole podcast, but I'm just going with it because it feels right and it feels really authentic to me at this moment when I'm talking to you about this. But the idea was that I didn't like healthy food. I really wanted to like healthy food and I didn't know any other way for me to do that other than to say, nope, all I'm going to eat is healthy food. And so for me, that was about, I'm getting confused whether it was four or five years ago. It's all a blur. I think it was in 2009 anyway. And for me, it it worked. I am now like my mother and we could be, we would now both be at the, um, you know, the restaurant and be like, oh, falafel salad. Yes, please more. Um, but for me, I had to do some serious work to get there. But I'm happy to say that for me, it probably took 30 days. And by the end of the 30 days, I thought, oh, this apple is actually really sweet. Whereas before, because I was used to eating, you know, high glucose or whatever those things are called, corn syrup and, and a lot of so much processed food to me, an apple used to taste really sour, almost intolerably so. But now an apple is like nectar of the gods. But it wasn't that I was born that way. And I think that that's, I haven't actually talked to my mom in great detail about this, but I feel like it's probably similar for my mother as well in that she just, that was what she was used to eating. She just really only ate healthy stuff. And when you, that's all you're eating, you actually get used to the tastes of all of this stuff. So that's the overall concept of retraining your taste buds. And I do see how, because for me, um, what was involved in that was saying no to a lot of other things. But for me, that really worked, kind of the cold turkey thing. And for some people's personality styles, because I, I communicate with a lot of people, there's just different types of people. And also it depends on your where you're at in life. If you have, you know, two young children under two and you're, you know, back at work and you're working and life is crazy, then let's really please just focus on say yes, not no. But if you are in a different headspace where you can really dedicate a lot of your time, then I would, and and you're really enthused, and you are the type of person like me who is kind of an extremist in all areas of their life, um, then I would say, you know, you could try to do a, a, a sort of cold turkey thing. But for, I think it really comes down to knowing how much time you can dedicate to it, what you want out of it, and... Um, you know, your personality type as well. So those are my three crazy rambly uh, concepts. And I, I want to just bring it back to really, really high level. So at the beginning, I was talking about New Year's resolutions and why we love and hate them. And that can be a great way to assess where you're at, even today to think, well, am I more of a say yes, not no kind of person? So like, I have to start really small because that's all I can do. Or am I really raring to go and I can go really big? And even if probably most people are more in the middle and like, I don't know, which one should I choose? And I think in that case, we just don't want you to choose something that's going to make it seem like too huge of a deal that you can't get started. Actually, in my members only community just the other day, yesterday, someone was a new member and they were writing, you know, why am I, I see, um, you know, I've read a lot of the material. I want to do this. 
but I'm just having this fear of like, why can't I get started? I want to start, but I just can't do it. And I think it's because we put so much pressure on ourselves and we want to do it right and we need all the equipment and all the grocery lists and the shopping list and la 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 la. So I think if you start to get in that headspace where you're getting yourself too worked up about it and thinking like that you can't do it today, then I'd really say that you should really gravitate towards that first, just starting with the say yes, not no. And I think that's the safest route to go. And I think a basic thing as well, especially if you can get a smoothie recipe that you like. So you might have your certain types of fresh fruit that you like and maybe try when you have times, you know, on the weekend or for dessert after dinner or sometime, try to make some smoothies. And if there's one that you think, oh man, this is so good, then kind of add that to your yes list. And so I think it's good to start with those raw, simple ingredients like cherries, blueberries, and then progress on to have your yes list include some easy raw recipes such as, you know, brownies or smoothies or pudding and stuff like that. That's one step can be kind of made in 10 minutes with a few ingredients kind of recipes. So that is my New Year's <laughs> New You overview. And I talked about how I love and hate resolutions. But I think that the main takeaway is really that, sure, let's make a resolution to change your habits over the really long term and to take whatever steps you need to take to allow you to make better habits in the future, starting today. <laughs> and tomorrow and the day after that. So it's really, it's not about a diet. It's about returning your taste buds and saying yes, not no. So that's the gist of the main content. And I hope you were able to follow along. Sometimes I find it difficult because I I am a total people pleaser and my communication style is always to look to the person that I'm speaking with. I'm a listener more than a speaker, so it's always really hard for me to do a, a podcast alone, but I feel like there's a lot of value here and it's a topic that I was really passionate to share with you. Um, so that's the end of the main content. A couple of uh, little notes to leave you with as well. So at therawtarian.com, I am hosting a New Year 19 raw food challenge, which is a 19-day online community challenge where we have a member the members only part of my web website, which we call the Rotarian's Kitchen. And there's a lot of resources in there. It's essentially, if you've been to my website at therawtarian.com, it is, it's when you log in and you become a member, it just exposes more mem- more content right on therawtarian.com that kind of like exposes new menus and there's, uh, you know, eBooks and courses and a whole bunch of members only videos. But what I've found actually, although my resources are amazing, one of the most beneficial parts of it, especially because in raw food and so many of us feel quite isolated because we don't have a good network or our friends aren't really into eating the way we are or our family are not. So one of the best things about it is the really the community. There's some really amazing people in there and it's really helpful too to just see people how they're dealing with challenges or recipes they like and the community aspect. And it's nice because it is kind of behind a wall so you can communicate there, but there's no one's going to Google you (laughs) or anything. So that I'm hosting a challenge that is um, basically happening right now. So you're definitely invited to do that, especially if you're into retraining your taste buds, that would be helpful for you. So it's 19 days. I have shopping lists and um, 
different members only recipes in there etc and then the other thing that I wanted to mention as well is that probably in late January 2014 I will be releasing my very first print recipe book it is actually really so beautiful it's beautifully designed it has lots of like you know glamour pictures of me which is always fun and um it's been such a really fun project and actually a huge project i can't believe how much time it has been taking me but that will be released like i said late january early february 2014 and if you want to know about i guess either of those things actually but particularly about the book um you should just go to the slash newsletter and make sure you're signed up to my free newsletter and then I will um, send a notification of when it's released and probably pictures of the book and everything too. So that is exciting. So that is pretty much, I guess, the end of episode 25, the silver episode of the Raw Food Podcast. And I really hope that you found it helpful. And um, as always, I just really wanted to thank you for being here with me. I I think also why you hear me rambling on so much in this episode is it's usually I should set a schedule for when I record these, but I really don't. And I think I really just do it when I feel inspired because sometimes I get the most beautiful emails and phone messages from people telling me, asking me questions or saying what they're struggling with. And I really feel like I love you guys and for some reason right now I was just feeling like I have so much to say and I think when I record these I really think about you guys and what might help you and I really hope you find these helpful and if you have any special requests for new podcast episodes or if you are involved in the raw food world or have something that would be of interest to our listeners I definitely am Um, into having guests on the show if you can handle being interviewed by me Um, and it's just really fun too just to have a have a chat as well so um, you can tell I don't even want to end it but I'm going to end it there and have a happy new year and thank you so much for being here with me You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.